Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about four things you need to know about text message marketing. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about four things you need to know about text message marketing. Recently, our church has started to invest heavily into text messaging in terms of a platform by which we're going to market and just do a whole lot of other unique things with it. Uh, We still actively do email, website, all the social media, all the other stuff. But for us, text messaging has become more and more of one of our tools, if you will, they have in our tool bag that we pull out and we use more often. Obviously, we use it for stuff like text to give, even though that's not widely in terms of like it's not a huge thing that that, that we you know, we use it for, it's available for text message, text to give, but we started really using it for two primary purposes. One is we started using our connect form on it via some sort of some chat bots that we've created. In other words, you would text um, a keyword to a certain number. And then all of a sudden a, you would start a conversation with a chat bot and the chat bot would take all your information and then put it into our church database or send somebody from our connections teams an email. We would do some sort of automated system like that. Or the other thing is, is we've started using texting as a equipping tool by which we turn around and we send people who want to learn about a specific area. They get targeted messages over a period of time, say three or four weeks where we are dropping resources via their uh, on their mobile phones via text. And so they just click on a link and they open it up and they can just consume the resources right there on their phone. And I have to say for the most part, this has been really, really effective. We had a really great response rate in terms of people actually using the chat bot and also people signing up to do equipping via text messaging. In fact, I would say so much even better response than we've gotten on say email, for example. And you look at email in terms of people asking people to sign up for emails, we get an okay response, but we get a much better response when it comes to the texting. However, as we go through all of this, as we go through this learning curve for us, we've learned some stuff about this. And so I wanna kind of pass some of this information on to you about some of the things that we've learned through this whole process. So I want to highlight four key things we've learned as we've really started to use text messaging as part of our marketing, part of our equipping process. Here are some of the things we've learned. The first thing we've learned is this, is that if you're on a system by which you pay per text, uh, you need to be very careful about what that really means in terms of paper text. Because one of the things we learned is that a text message really isn't a text message. Actually, text messages are actually counted in what we call segments. And so what happens is, is if you remember the old Nokia phones that had say like uh, the little counter on the upper right as you would text on like a T9 keyboard, you would remember that it would start out with one character slash 160. And it would just tell you when you reach 160, you've reached X amount of characters. And therefore that was everything you could send in that one text message. And if you, you know, you hit send and then you start another one. Well, a lot of these text messaging platforms, when you go in there and you start typing in your text messages, what happens is really you can easily go over 160 and they're not going to ding you for it. So what they do is they do one of two things. Either they, A, they actually split your text message up into multiple segments and then send them out one right after the other, or they send it all together as one big massive text message. And what happens is, is you are actually being charged for multiple messages, even though it looks like you only sent one message or they'll break it up for you. So you'll get charged for 
four messages when you really only thought you were sending one. Why? Because the dashboard they show you when they when you input in your schedule, your scheduled message, or maybe you're sending it in real time, they don't tell you that. And so we have found, unless you're like one of those all you can eat unlimited text messaging plans, for a lot of us, we are probably giving credits or we're given some sort of system by which we we have to, you know, keep X amount of dollars of balance in the account with the company. And then, you know, they'll charge you every time you go over. So I learned real quick that you know, the, what I thought was one message was actually counting as four messages. So I had to do a little deep dive research on this and I've come to find out that we were actually sending four segments per message. And so I learned what a segment was. Segment basically is, you know, not, it's not 160 characters per se, but it's around, it's, it's somewhere, it's a certain magic number that you got to hit. In fact, there's a converter that if you put in your message, they'll tell you actually how many segments you're going to be charged. I'll put that in the show notes, but I had to learn to start like, Hey, I had to start actually going through shortening messages and had to clean some of them up because we were getting charged four messages for actually a single text message. Number two, be sure that you learn how to track your links. Uh, we'd like to send a lot of stuff to equip people. And when we do, we just send them a straight link to that resource. The problem is with the text messages is you really don't have obviously an open rate. Not like email where I can tell how many people actually opened the email. This is different. You know, you, on email, you have an open rate and you have a click-through rate. On text messages, we don't have either one. So what we've done and what we've started to do is actually wrap each text message in a bit.ly link that I can track. So I will know I sent X amount to this group. And this actually people, how many actually people actually clicked through and actually used, or if you will, um, actually, actually, actually clicked on the content and actually engaged with the content. So be, be very careful and make sure you're actually wrapping yourself in bitly. Otherwise you won't know if people are actually engaging with your content. So make sure you do that. So that's number two, number three, Understand and know the difference between short codes and long codes. And this is important. Um, for a lot of us, when we sign up for text messaging services, they'll actually assign you what's known as a short code. A short code is a five to six digit number. And if that's what they do, fantastic. That's awesome. You're pretty much set at that point. If you are using a system that gives you a nine digit phone number, so like a standard telephone number, you need to be aware that you're, you're going to encounter some issues with that. One of the issues is, is that when you are having lots of people text in short codes, and those are those five to six digit numbers, they handle transactions much faster than a nine digit code. So if you've got a lot of people say you're using like Easter Sunday, you got a lot of people texting in. If you really think the system's kind of slow, it's probably because you have a nine digit number versus a system that's got a short code number, which is about five to six uh, numbers, if you will. So one nine digit code is going to be slower. So if the system you're using is providing you with a nine digit code, it's going to be slower. Two, you're going to find in the future that carriers are going to start limiting what you can do via nine digit codes. They would like everybody to go to a five to six digit code. Why? Because five, six digit codes are more expensive for companies to acquire and then use nine digit only really costs you a dollar a month. If you want to go out and like lease a phone number, they're actually quite cheap to do. Well, obviously that means it's really good for spammers. Spammers can go grab a number, send a whole bunch of mass spams, and then move on to the next number after that number gets flagged. Nine, uh, excuse me, the short codes are much more expensive to acquire. Uh, in fact, if you want to get a short code, it's going to cost you somewhere around, nine to 12,000, nine to, well, somewhere between nine to $13,000, depending if you want a randomly assigned one 
or if you want a, a vanity one by which you pick out. That's nine to $13,000 a year because you're really only leasing the code. You're actually not owning the telephone number at that point, the short code, if you will. Uh, but what they're trying to do is try to push everybody over to short codes. So, so if you have one, know at some point you probably are going to have to go to a short code. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to spend, you spend nine to $13,000. It just means if you're going to use one of these text messaging platforms, Use one that gives you a short code that gives you five to six digit number. Majority of them do that, but you need to be aware some of them don't. And you kind of need to stay away from those and go to a short code. In fact, we are going to go to a short code right now. We're on a standard nine digit phone number because that's what was assigned to us. And we, as we were testing this out, we're going to go to the short code. By the way, a little insight into, into that short code versus long code. We have found that young adults are much more likely to click and actually to respond to a short code, then they will a nine digit code. Why? Because they know they're responding to a computer when it's a short code, but when it's a standard nine digit code, they actually think they're responding to a person. And sometimes when you just want to give out your information real quick, because you're signing up for a connect form, you're doing a chat bot, you just really actually want to deal with a computer and actually deal with a person. So we found that interesting, but we found in our studies that guess what? Young adults, they like short codes over your standard nine digit number. Number four, and the last one, the last thing I need to tell you, and I think in some ways this is probably the most important is make sure you have very clear opt-in and opt-out language when you are asking people to sign up for your text messaging campaigns. You're probably going to be given some sort of copy by whoever your provider is. Use that copy if you're telling people to text in to sign up for updates for your like church updates via texting. They're going to give you some copy. Make sure you put that copy in the bulletin if you use a print bulletin or if you're doing it via email or if you're doing it on a slide people need to know text messaging rates apply yada yada all that stuff that's required and you need to make sure you put that copy in there don't 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 disallow that copy and don't just ignore that copy make sure you put that text messaging copy in there that's really really important people need to know that they can opt in and opt out but most importantly they need to have that text messaging copy in there that lets people know they can hit stop or quit or whatever the keyword is to get them out of that text messaging conversation or off of your text messaging list but that you have to do that make sure you have the opt-in opt-out language very clearly spelled out so that's the four things you need to know about text message marketing for us. It's a growth area one we're really excited about. We're learning a lot about it. Uh, I can break down even more going to cost, all that kind of stuff. If, if that's something that later on you guys might want to hear about, I'd love to do that as well. So there you go. I think it's really something you need to think about uh, doing. If you haven't spent the time thinking about it. I think it's definitely worth investing in. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance, go on iTunes, give us a rating, or you know what? Go into the iTunes podcast app and subscribe as well. We would love that. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.